All right, Ambush, and today we are rejoined by a country pop artist. From the last time that she joined us, she told us the tale of the California King. And now, now she's fixing up the old Pinto. She is heading out on a journey. She's hitting the road. Pinto is the name of the new upcoming album. I guess by the time you're hearing this interview, it'll already be out. Either way, it's the name of the new album from our guest here today, Sycamore. How's it going today, Sycamore? Things are good. How about you? Ooh, I am doing a fantastic, having myself a lovely day. Even better now that I get to uh, reconnect with uh, a past guest. Yeah, it's been a minute, hasn't it? In uh, some ways, it feels like no time has passed. And then in others, it feels like that was another life ago. So... It was, I believe, the beginning of like when time froze for about two years there. I think it was April of 2020. So it's like the OG lockdown, I think. Yeah, it was uh, back when like everybody was, you know, trapped at home and not really sure what was going to be happening. It was, it's been a ride. <laughs> it has been. It sure has. But uh, it's good to to be on the other side, hopefully, and and looking towards some new. New album, new beginnings, new video interview. Hey, and of course, like we said, you're fixing up the Pinto. You're hitting the road. Now that the world's opening back up, we're opening back up for shop. Of course, I need to uh, sort of ask, where exactly does this uh, road trip, this journey begin for Sycamore? Well, Pinto started with the title track, a song called Pinto. I had just put out Self Medicine, which is my indie EP that I put out in 2018. And I was struggling for a minute to sort of figure out what my next body of work was going to be and what the message was going to be and and just context and and imaging and all that. And I didn't want to force it. And so I was writing a lot anyway, because I was living in Nashville and I had a publishing deal. So I was, I mean, I'm still living there now, but I, Ultimately, at some point, somebody told me the story of the Ford Pinto and how it has this sort of reputation for being a bit of a hazardous vehicle. And it has this kind of fundamental flaw in the, I think, the front part of it where like, it started coming out that even if these cars got into little fender benders, if you tapped this one part of the car, maybe it's, that's because the, the gas tank was in the front or I don't know but like it would cause any kind of spark or friction would cause the whole car to explode or to, to catch on fire. And so I did not know this when I heard that, I think eventually they recalled, you know, that model and had to to rethink it. But when I heard that it was sort of a metaphor to me of, of what your first love is, is a lot like it's very explosive and kind of intoxicating and, you know, just, very combustible in a lot of ways. And when I could draw that sort of comparison, I thought it might be a cool song to try to like illustrate this image of maybe a young couple and, and maybe the, the guys got this old car from his dad and that they go cruising around in it. And it's sort of this metaphor for their love and for their life. So I wrote this song and I ended up being just really heavily inspired by it. And, and even I wrote it on acoustic guitar, but I already knew how I wanted it to sound. I wanted a lot of eighties pop synthesizers and like, I wanted it to be very cheesy, you know, like it's very kind of teenage love story, classic eighties movie. And that ended up being sort of my muse for the rest of 
that year as I fleshed out the rest of this project. And it was sort of my focal point that I built everything around. And when I would bring new writers in, I would explain to them, like, this is the project and it starts with Pinto and we go out. And so uh, it ended up sort of being the perfect sort of starting point as like a building block to just keep the record blossoming. And we went into the studio in 2019 and, and recorded it. And then of course it was supposed to come out in 2020 and it's been, you know, it's slowly been coming out. Like we rolled out like a lot of singles and the EP and everything, but it will all officially be out on August 12th, 2022. So it's been a long road, no pun intended. And, uh, I'm just excited for people to hear it. Yeah. It's like you said, it's been a, uh, quite the journey two, three years now that, uh, yeah. finally getting to this moment here. So yeah. I need to ask exactly that now that it's, uh, you know, you've had to postpone it, probably waiting to find out when is the right moment to do all of this. Like every one of us, we've had to adapt and yeah. shift our lives and otherwise. So now that like this moment's finally here. It's like you're on the precipice of like actually releasing this album. What is your what does that feel like? I feel not a ton of fear, actually. I kind of felt like I would be a little more afraid, maybe because most of it is out. And I already feel like people have a pretty good vibe for like what it's gonna sound like. Um, I think there's always a bit of fear when you when you make a big departure, you know, from maybe what your core audience is expecting or used to. But this time around, it's just sort of all happy, anxious, you know, like I just, I'm, I'm anxious to put it out to, for it to no longer be mine and, and for it to be something other people can see their lives in and just apply to themselves. I'm mostly just really excited. And to be honest, I've been, I'm already working on the next record. So I'm just kind of like, I want this to get out so people can experience it with me and we can have that, that moment. And then I can just sort of deep dive and go, go into what's next. And so, and it's been really interesting because I feel like a lot of artists are sort of backlogged now because like, you know, you had projects that maybe you waited to put out because of the pandemic, but then in the meantime, you're working on other stuff. And so you're, you're almost like one album behind now, but I'm still just, I'm still so into the, the songs and the music. And I just, I can't wait for everyone to hear the whole thing as it was sort of meant to be as a body of work. Mm -hmm. No, it's uh, like, I like how you put that there, where it's sort of just like you have that backlog where you're waiting and you have all these new things. Because as songwriters and even as people, like we continue to live life, we continue to put down like what our emotions are, what these things feel like, or what inspires us. So, like, through this time, like everybody has like built up and so much. So, I mean, you also sort of like worded it earlier that like, sort of like this part of the journey is sort of like, coming to an end and like another journey is sort of beginning. I'm not sure if that's exactly how you said it, but yeah, no, that's the sentiment behind it for sure. It's like, that is something that feels surreal because I've been building this up for four years, almost, you know, since probably since the day I wrote Pinto, mm -hmm. I've been like, I can't wait to see how this actually develops and how it like, how it is in my head versus how it's going to be received by people and how it's actually going to look. and it's that's sometimes the funnest part is the sharing and the collaborating with people who enjoy it. So well, I guess is this is kind of the the final act, which is so weird and uh but it's it's the best part. So I'm really excited. Hey, hey, we are getting to that final act, like you say. And of course, with it has come 
some more tracks. We've covered the EP, like you mentioned, it's a part of it. But there's been more music that has come our way. And even just listening to uh, some of these singles earlier today, you can sort of see how that story begins to weave and shape through. I mean, Dancing in the Dark, you definitely, once again, get that like traveling uh, Mm -hmm. vibe from it and otherwise. So that's definitely exactly what you were trying to do is just carrying this theme of this story through these singles then, hey? Yeah, like the there is definitely a common thread in this album where like i said you know illustrations can be drawn back to kind of riding in the car on a road trip and a lot of these songs work really well in that setting where you, you got the windows down and you're kind of a free spirit and you're just kind of letting the the stuff just resonate and yeah songs like dancing in the dark or even just for july they were in some i think unconsciously a little bit designed to be listened to in that sort of context. So I'm happy people are picking up on it a little bit because sometimes the song just gets better in the car. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like maybe just stereo system or some songs I've heard some songs need air and you have to roll the windows down and let that oxygen just come in. So see, that's, that's a nice way to put it. The other way I've heard is, is a car or a song needs to be able to pass the uh, car, like the drive test before yeah. you can put it out. It's so funny because we've been working, you know, I've been pitching songs for this, for a new album and I showed one to my manager and he was honest with me. And he was like, at first I didn't get it, but then I listened to it in the car and I was like, now I get it. Like the song needs to be listened to. So some songs just need that. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that was a big sort of kind of secret theme throughout Pinto is it's like, it's, I want it to be kind of the ultimate road trip mix. (laughs) And uh, like six months from now, you'll just have a slew of TikToks of people just driving all over the place. I mean, that's the hope. I like that's that's always what you hope is that you know these songs they start out as mine and and mine and my co-writers, and then you want them to go and take on stories of their own. You want them to to weave into other people's lives and have have different meaning for whatever people want them to be. And so that's my hope is that people start mirroring back their experiences with the songs. Yes, telling you all about their combustible first loves. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see anybody's, no cars blow up or anything. That's not the point. It's all very metaphorical. <laughs> no, no vengeful relationships, please. No, no, no. no we're, we're good there. <laughs> we can be friends with our exes, I swear. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And of course, you also mentioned uh, Just for July, which you recently released a uh, visualizer for. Yeah, that was very fun. So I was back in Alberta at the time and we decided kind of on a whim that we wanted just some, some kind of visual element for the song. Cause it's sort of our, our focus track at the moment and growing up in Alberta, there's kind of no shortage of really beautiful outdoor landscape and, and, and there's quite a variety of it. And so, you know, I kind of went back and forth. I was like, I think we should do it outside because it's summer and it's, it's July one that it's coming out and it's, it's so beautiful out. And, uh, there's a place in Alberta called Drumheller and a lot of it is kind of badlands landscape. And they've actually dug up a lot of dinosaur bones and fossils there. And so it looks very desert badlands, like in some, in some ways, almost Joshua tree esque. (laughs) And I, I can't think of a ton of people who have used that background for, for a lot of their videos. And I was like, it's so cool and so beautiful and unique that I think we need to shoot there. So 
I got a good friend of mine who's a filmmaker and we didn't really have much of a treatment. We kind of just, we, we got together on the day. He uh, had some uh, assistance carrying lights and stuff. And we kind of just like meandered around in the Canyon in Horseshoe Canyon outside Drumheller and just tried to make something look cool. And we had some drone shots and, you know, it was all very kind of just flying by the seat of our pants and it ended up uh, being really cool in the end. And I think it was, um, really helpful to have that just because we haven't had a ton of uh like visualizer content up until now and it was really fun to do so yeah it was great i'd say it uh the background definitely uh added it uh made for an amazing video so great choice thanks yeah i i I felt like it was you get a really good view of the canyon and just uh i i'm always a big champion of of my province you know I'm, I'm a very vocal canadian like most of my instagram at this point is just me griping about the nhl and so like anytime i can feature something from my hometown or something from my home country it's gonna happen so i was really glad to get to have the chance to do it just based on seeing your instagram you are a flames correct i am and i'm i'm sort of in mourning because they've they've really broken up the band this summer in terms of our top line it's just i I don't know what to expect for the fall we've acquired some really good players but i don't know i'm really gonna miss you know i have a goudreau jersey so like i'm really sad that that's now technically like a vintage jersey but uh we'll see what happens maybe it'll be the best season ever Hopefully. I mean, you guys got close. So, I mean, your hope. No one thought we would get, no one thought we would get past round one, honestly. And so it was really, I I remember when we beat Dallas, I guess I was in California, we were playing a festival in Sacramento and I made my band come with me to the hotel bar so we could watch the game (laughs) because it was like the, the qualifier. And we, I think we won that one in overtime and I was so ecstatic. It was the perfect way to kind of end our trip because we left the next day and it was just, I was going to be devastated if we lost and then I had to fly back home. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, we had a great season. I am not complaining at all, but I'm a little sad that our lines are going to look really different next season. Hey, time will tell. Time will (laughs) tell. Maybe, maybe it'll go a little bit further. Maybe it'll pay off. Maybe. I mean, we've got some really good players from Florida now, so who knows? Who knows? We'll see. And of course, you mentioned returning to the festivals there. So that's where I'll leave things off is you've been able to return to some festival stages. I know you've got Boots and Hearts coming up here. I know you got Lasso coming up here. What has it been like to get back on the uh, festival stages here, Sycamore? It's, it's so scary. And then it's so fun. Like the anticipation kind of kills you. Like I actually, my least favorite part of any performance is the like five minutes before you go on stage because you're just, you're antsy and you want it to start, but you also feel like you could just turn and run away any minute. Like it's a really weird psychological place to be. And then there's, for me, there's just always a rush of endorphins and just kind of positive energy. As soon as you can get on the stage, as soon as you start feeling that energy from the crowd, like you're still not scared. You, you're still nervous, but it's more that you just care about making it good. But that, that voice gets so small because it's just crowded by all this positive energy. And then ultimately you just want to have fun. And like, so it's, it's, it's this weird two phase thing for me where it starts out like you dread it, you dread it, you dread it. 
And then you get out there and you're like, oh yeah, this is really fun. And it happens every time. So I don't know if it'll ever change. Hey, it's uh sometimes I've heard it is it's put as the being nervous means that you still care. Exactly. I think nerves, like there's a good element to it because they they kind of wake you up and they get you a little bit energetic for the crowd. And you know, obviously, yeah, like what you said, it means that you you want to put on a good show. And I think if you're if you're too relaxed, sometimes your energy kind of like there's always this trade-off with the crowd where it's like your energy influences the crowd and then they influence you. And so if you're both hyped at the start, it can be this really amazing interchange of energy throughout. So yeah, I think a little bit of nerves is probably always good. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you're a listener out here, go get yourself inside of a sycamore crowd. Give her, give her a little bit of energy. Get some yes, sir. Fun. I like to think we have a fun show. Pardon? I like to think we have put on a fun show. So uh, yeah, make it out to Boots and Hearts or, or come to Lasso and see for yourself. Hey, either way, go ahead and follow Sycamore on your favorite social media so you can stay up to date with upcoming music, tour dates, whatever it happens to be. You already heard it. There's going to be so much more going on inside of the future. And I thank you, Sycamore, for joining us here today to tell us the story of this new album, as well as, you know, a little bit of what your future holds. Otherwise, for rejoining us here on the DTP. Ah, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with the sensational Sycamore. I know I did. And I hope that you enjoy her new album, Pinto, as well, because you can find it right now on your favorite music streaming service. You can also go ahead and find Sycamore on your favorite social media platform so that you can stay up to date in the know with more Sycamore. I need to thank Sycamore one last time for joining us here today. And who do I have to thank for setting this conversation up? Well, it is the incredible Jamie from over at Strut Entertainment. I need to thank the audio wizard German from YPEditor.com for making the show sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on And If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing. You can also help us by sharing this interview, giving us a five-star review by checking out our web store, deserttiger.shop, because that's where you cop yourself something to represent the DTP. We are working on restocking some items. I know those short shorts be selling out again. We'll be working on some new items, but until those things happen, you can check out what we have in stock currently right now at deserttiger.shop. Shop. You can see me, the Colton G, refing for Nation Extreme Wrestling this Saturday at the Nat Bailey Stadium in Vancouver, the uh, Saturday, August 20th. If it's past August 20th, then that show's already happened. But I also have more dates coming up for refing and otherwise, so you can follow me on social media at the Colton G. And now we leave you with this. Go out, find your roar, and then let it out into the world because you, my friend, are a mighty, mighty tiger. Don't you ever forget this fact. And until next time, bye bye The Desert Tiger Podcast.